I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Good morning, good morning. It's, uh, well, you might not be listening to this in the morning, but we sure as hell are recording in the morning because it's Memorial Day weekend. It's Tuesday now. Uh, Oops, the podcast. I'm Francis. He's Julio. Gee, how are you, pal? Good, man. Uh, This is the earliest we've ever recorded. I know. 9.40 in the morning. I know. We'll see what the difference is. Maybe we'll just be like so sharp. We might be, or or we could be angry with each other. <laughs> that would stink. But I don't think you're going to be angry. You know why? Because you had a birthday? I did, dude. Look what I got for my birthday, bro. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. What the fuck? I, and we actually, <laughs> we actually began smoking it. I have a video of it, myself it, smoking it. Well, hold on a second. For those of you listening at home, Julio is holding up a joint that is the largest. It looks like a child's baseball bat. It's probably like nine or ten inches long. Yeah, it looks like the sort of bat you would buy at the gift store of Cooperstown. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where the baseball hall of fame is. Yeah, this thing's serious, dude. What the, did you... Did you roll? Did they make it yourselves or, or did you get it somewhere? I think somebody bought a gigantic cone. Oh my God. I guess they I don't sell know, that. I don't know how it maintains its structural integrity. I would have thought that it's, it's too heavy. I know. And in, in fact, we had it rested in a certain way that it was like starting to bend a little bit. It's, it's taking a little bit of maintenance to keep it alive, but she's still going strong, dude. You, yeah, it's like, uh, it's like the roads near here because our, our taxpayers aren't, aren't, uh, aren't very good. So <laughs> they'll pave the road like once every 25 years. And then for the, all the years of just potholes forming and stuff, they just slap down a tiny little patch of concrete does nothing. But it doesn't do anything. Right. <clears throat> God forbid you try to drink a cup of coffee as you're driving to work in the morning. Um, <laughs> buddy. Dude, the wait is over, man. I reconnected with the GF. You did it. You we did, did it. Together. Dude, I don't know if you've ever gone three months without seeing your girlfriend, but when you see them again, it's the weirdest fucking thing in the world. I, I did it in college. Um, weird, right? It is weird, and it's hard I it, I think it's really hard uh, when you're younger, but as you're you have the maturity, and and whatnot, and the two of you were established enough as a couple that I, you know, tell me about it. What was it like? How long did you last, etc. Well, so we um, when we first saw each other, it reminded me of like being in middle school, because I don't know if if you had this, but I had certain friends that I would talk to a ton on instant messenger, but then in person, it would get weird. Like we get really personal on the internet and then like we'd see each other in person and it would just be like very awkward. Totally. And it felt like that for a second. Hmm. And we even yeah. both acknowledged we're like, this is fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird, man. It really yeah, wasn't. You can't just dive right into like make, you got to get to know each other again a little bit. A little bit. Like, dude, she, she, she had a higher voice than I remember because like <laughs> on the phone, her voice, I guess, is an octave lower or something. And she was smaller too than I remember. Wow. Dude, are you crazy? sure it's your girlfriend? <laughs> have, you, have you seen these? Like, there are a lot of shows. I, the Parent Trap, uh, <laughs> The Missing, I think, was a show that I watched where uh, someone came back a completely different person. Um, you, you see this happen. There was a movie with uh, Brad Bajab. Angelina Jolie, like where her son came back and it wasn't actually her son. Oh, Changeling. Yeah, I never saw that. It sounded too spooky for me. It was good. But yeah, yeah. And everyone's like, this is your son. She's like, no, it's not. Yeah, yeah. Damn. (laughs) I mean, do you have like, I guess you should, you know what you need to do is you need to ask her questions that only you two know the answers to. (laughs) That's good. Put her through a little quiz. That's a good idea. Because you've been doing this podcast the whole time. You are who you say you are. But there's all she's been in California. We all I mean, there's no telling. 
what could have happened. Who knows what she's been doing, dude. She might have started a family. Yeah. You got to be careful, dude. I would change your um, passwords. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll we'll ease back into it. No, I mean, yeah. Don't worry. She's. I'm sure she's fine. I'm sure she's. There she is. Um, that's amazing. So, so you guys, you you know, you get, saw each other, big hug, embrace, all that, great right. things. And then suddenly, it's like, you know, almost the same again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we ordered in. We ordered around uh, the restaurant we used to like go to all the time when we were together. Wow. Um, wait, uh, are we sugar fish? Long Island? Which I'm, no, I went to get her in the city. And you ordered sugar fish. Ordered sugar fish. I love sugar fish. I love it too. But guess what, Julio? What? Sometimes the service at sugar fish can be so bad that it almost ruins the experience. I'll tell you what, I complained, obviously, once. And the next time I went, they treated me like I was a fucking royalty. Dude, it's it's almost like they just knew that their food was so good that they didn't have to bother with being a real restaurant. <laughs> I feel like usually it's really good though, but then sometimes they'll randomly like miss your your table. It can be good. I also I've had one experience there where I honestly thought they were fucking with me. I thought I was like on a <laughs> anger boiling points hidden camera show. <laughs> what happened? Dude, they they brought out like I mean, it, it took them, you know, they wouldn't, they wouldn't acknowledge our table. Look, and I'm not, I'm not a guy who cares. I'm not like fucking serve me or whatever. Right, right, right. Um, until, it, until it gets to a point where it's farcical, where right. you're just like, somebody has planned this. Somebody's right. fucking with me. Right. Um, they, they brought out the wrong, like, we, you know, we all ordered the same whatever menu, like the, whatever it's called. What do they call it? The trust me, that knows yeah, the Allah. trust me, yeah, like yeah. the trust me or the trust me plus or something. We all ordered the same thing, and they brought out like individual plates that were different, right? Um, and everything was oh, like weird. in a different order. I was getting, I was, I, I, after we finished the menu, I ordered a supplemental like albacore belly, and they brought out like yellowtail, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I ordered the albacore, and they were like, well, who's this for? And I was like, I don't fucking work here. Right. What Dude, do you I've mean? Had who is this for? Yeah. Um, they over they un, they overcharged on the bill. I mean, it's just a a, a series of unfortunate. Weird. I'm sorry to hear that, dude. It's okay. It's okay. I don't really care. You know what I mean? Where you don't seem like that guy who's like, this is not medium rare. Send yeah. it back. No. In right. my life, <laughs> I've only ever in, had a, a restaurant ex- like for me. Restaurant experiences are either like great or they're like fine right right you know what i mean like i don't have really much where i'm like fuck that place we're never coming back i don't get angry i'm never gonna you know sign up for a yelp username to disgrace a place (laughs) that's not how i work i don't care you move on right totally but i have had one or two experiences where uh, and sugar that sugarfish day was one of them where i was i walked out being like holy cow thank god restaurants aren't like that <laughs> you know thank god that's not normally what it is totally um anyway so that's great you guys got sugarfish keep going sorry well no no it's i mean nothing that exciting and then we just drove out to long island the next day um oh you guys were in the city yesterday i went to the city for the day yeah whoa and dude i got back just in time for the like people clamoring the pots and pans at 7 p.m i heard that ah the pots and pans the old watch out here come the bears let's scare them away (laughs) the nightly bear scare this you know tell you what man the city was like pretty like it seemed like it was just a slow day in the city it didn't seem like a ghost town i know we've come a long way since like the early stages of all this Mm -hmm. but i will say that there was a lot of panhandlers coming up to the car which i'm not used to in new york uh yeah i don't know if i like the sound of that yeah i mean you know it's it must be tough it's a tough time to be begging dude there's just nobody around it is a tough time to be begging you know (laughs) and there's just dude there's anonymity with the mask so like i feel that if you're wearing a mask you're less likely to give someone money because they can't see you and you like don't feel as ashamed right they can't read your face yeah, that's usually what gives me away. I'm like, ah, shit. He can tell that I he can tell that I don't give a shit about him. I'm not sold by his story. God, God damn it! There you go. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, Speaking of panhandling, really quickly, Adrian Lapalucci had a tweet uh, that I I have to bring up really quickly because I just thought it was one of the most ballsy, courageous jokes that I've ever read. This might rub some people the wrong way. Um, If you don't like dark or controversial humor, this is not going to be for you. Um, Earmuffs, but I'm going to do it anyway. So in the spirit of Memorial Day, Adrian Lapalucci, she's a... uh, I Pellucci. I Pellucci. I can never, yeah, I have no idea. It looks like an L, I know. She's a great comedian, uh, very edgy. She wrote, make sure you show veterans support this weekend by putting a buck in their cup as you pass them on the street. Hashtag (laughs) Memorial Day 2019. (laughs) I guess it's an old tweet. That, dude, if I wrote that tweet, I would have not just death threats, I'd have death squads coming to my door. You would be dead. I'd be dead. I would absolutely be dead. You would be so, murdered. On, on, on a surface level, for the sheer gall of the tweet, I, uh, I applaud Adrian's um, bravery in a way. Yeah, that's an impressive. Um, but yes, uh, on that note, uh, thank you to all of our <laughs> veterans for their service. And, um, you know, what a, what, a, what a day in American history. I don't know. Yeah, uh, you know, it's important. It's an important... Uh, it's an important day, man. You know, pretty crazy history and a lot of good men lost, as they say. Indeed. So Indeed. We, we appreciate let, you all. Let me ask you this. Now that my sister is married to a military man. I didn't know this. You didn't know they were married? I didn't know he's a military man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, um, he's a spinal surgeon in the Army. That's hot, dude. He went, to, uh, right? <laughs> dude, have I not told you about this guy? No. Oh, my God. All right, listen, <laughs> listen to this guy, okay? Six foot four, went to uh, went to army. Oh wow! The the, the military West academy, right? What's yeah. it called? Uh, West, West Point. Point. Yeah, West Point. And you know, he graduated. He went. Uh, he was like pre med. He was an guess. Guess what sport he played at army? Football. He was a boxer. Whoa! What? They he have college boxing. Boxed. <laughs> what? I, I, I'd have to think there aren't too many schools that allow boxing. Yeah. Jesus. But if there were, Army, Navy, those places would be, would be them. Also, probably some of those schools where hazing is, like, encouraged, like the <laughs> Citadel. And uh, so maybe some of the polytechnic institutes. I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking know, dude. When I heard this, I was like, what are you, a gladiator? How could that be allowed at college? That's really funny. Um, so he was a heavyweight boxer, right? And then he graduated and was like, this isn't enough. I need more. And, and he became an orthopedic spinal surgeon in the army. And, wow. uh, and now that's what he's doing. And um, they got married. They were supposed to get married this weekend up here in Maine at our house. Mm-hmm. But obviously the wedding was postponed. So they got married legally down in Washington, D.C., which is where they are. And not only that, which was a big moment, we all, you know, zoomed in to, to be bear witness under the cherry blossoms uh, uh, as a, a member of the court or whatever issued them their, told them, read them their rights or whatever the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my sister is pregnant now. Congrats. Did you see the gender reveal we did? Uncle, Uncle Francis. Oh, I absolutely did. That was classic, dude. Can you believe it? Pretty fun, huh? Pretty, that was very fun. I've never, I didn't, I've always made fun of gender reveals. Dude, you were really funny. You're like, does this mean there's two? Well, we were <laughs> like so, balls. we were such noobs about it. I mean, it was, <laughs> there was no clear plan. My, you, you, you take for granted that everybody in the world knows what a gender reveal is and how it works, right? You didn't know how it worked at all. I did. My dad had no idea. You know so, what I mean? But but here's the thing. Can't you just be like, just hit the ball? That's what we did. That's what he, we did. But then a burst of pink dust emitted from the ball. And he was like, what does this mean? What is this sorcery? Is this a magic trick? You know? Am I, am I to expect pink? What, what, what the fuck? He had no That's idea. Funny, He's bro. just standing there looking around being like, what now? Like a dog, you know? Funny. Yeah. <laughs> And so I, I had to be like, it's a girl. And then I was like, wait a second. You gave us two balls. Is it twins? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> right. And my mom was like, no, we just wanted you both to be able to take part in it. 
And then uh, everyone on the internet was like, wait a second, isn't the father supposed to be the one breaking the ball? I think so. Yeah, maybe so. So then everyone started cracking jokes about how, you know, this was a child of incest. <laughs> and I just, that was when I was like, the, you know, fuck the world, fuck the internet. <laughs> you know, I would never do that. I don't, I don't like incest. <laughs> Dude, it's fucked up. Fathered by either the father or the brother. Yeah, you, you, yeah. You try to present a nice moment to the internet, and everyone's <laughs> accusing you of banging your sister. We'll get them both out there on the blue tees. So fucking disgusting. Anyway, that's funny, dude. So this guy's a badass, man. How does that does that make you feel bad about yourself? That a he's little so, bit. So accomplished. A little are, bit. Are you like that? Do you feel bad about yourself when you see other people being very accomplished? Does that stress you out initially? No, no. Um, you you know where it does stress me out, Julio? It's a good question. <laughs> is when I find out that a professional athlete I really admire is younger than me. Oh, I remember the first time that I dealt with that. That's a hard one. Like finding out that Kevin Durant is like 26 years old. And right. you're like, he's won three championships. What? I know. I played Minesweeper today. Like, what the <laughs> fuck am I doing? You know? Dude, Nadal is like three weeks younger than me. And he's won exactly. 19 Grand Slams and has like 400 mil. And yeah. like, it's so brutal. And especially when I, the fact that I was a tennis player, like you always, when you're young, you all, and you know, obviously we're still young, but like when you're young, young, like mm -hmm. you have all the time in the world. You're like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then you don't. And then it yeah. feels bad. And then it feels shitty. Right. For, for, <laughs> for a certain period of your life, you can tell yourself, if I really committed to tennis right now, I could still get to to exactly. the pro level or something, yeah, you right? Know, tomorrow, I'm going to start training like the pros. Like Yes, yeah. but <laughs> you get to a point where you find out how all these accomplished professionals are younger than you, and you're like, oh, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that dream is dead. I will say that we are in the one profession, it seems, where fortunately um, – there, there aren't that many comedians that I admire who are younger than me. Right, right. Most right. of the comedians that I admire, that I aspire to be, uh, are older. And, and older by like four or five or six years. I think right. 36 right now is the age where I'm looking at where there's a cluster of comedians I really admire. So that means that I have five years to try to get to where they are. Right, right. And, and I think Bill Burr famously said like, in comedy, you either get lucky and like you make it right away, or you make it in tw twenty years later. <laughs> yeah, quote unquote, make it. Yeah. You know what I mean, Bill Burr, love him, love God him. God bless him. God bless him. So okay, <clears throat> we're talking about all, a lot of different things here. I want to keep us. This is you know, this is the morning jitters. I got the coffee flowing through my veins, baby. <laughs> got it flowing. Feeling like yeah, I'm cracking yeah. up. Hit me, hit me. Yeah. So you know, you and Hillary finally. Oh, sorry. Let's bleep her name i didn't mean to say that that's okay that's okay um you leave it you in. you guys uh you guys you know reconnect you eat your sugar fish you're out and you're in new york city and then you drive back out to the to the hamptons mm -hmm. how long is she gonna hang with you so that actually is an interesting question because we are guests technically right um and i'm i'm staying with people who i live with in the city but i'm we're still technically guests so mm. I don't think we can say that we're going to be here indefinitely. Like, I think, you know, we're going to probably stay at least a couple weeks because a few weeks during this is like the equivalent of a long weekend. Sure is. You know, sure as far is. as like staying with people. Yeah. Um, and I'll kind of like feel it out from there. Um, we might try to break it up by like visiting my parents or like even maybe, you know, going somewhere for a weekend that like some, somewhere upstate where we can get an Airbnb or, you know what I mean? I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but we're going to figure that out and then move from there. You know what I mean? Got it. Yeah, you, you got to be careful. You know, you don't want to <clears throat> you don't want to break off more than you can chew. Totally. You guys have been apart for three months. We've never lived together. If you guys hang out nonstop now for a month or something, it's like going from the, the cold tub to the hot tub. It could, sh you know, short your system. Definitely. Cardiac arrest. End of end of life. <laughs> Fortunately, she's incredibly busy with work. Ah. That helps. That so helps. I think that helps a lot. Is she able to carve out a space in where you're staying so that she has privacy and the ability to carry out her employment? 
Yes, and that was a concern that she had, that she had. But she has a couple options, just you know, in case something goes wrong with the internet or whatever. Like she has a couple different options, so that's useful for her. I think I, I think it'll it'll be all right, man. Cool, excellent. Well, I'm rooting for you too. I really I like her, and are... obviously, you're my friend. Um, <laughs> We're so you're... excited, man. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now, and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium, and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm, download it now. You're 34 years old. Uh Wow. You know, but you're a young 34. You're a really young 34. (laughs) You know, you got the... I I think I appreciate that. I mean, mean, oh, yeah. It's, um, it's, uh, you know, you are somebody who will... If you tell people your age, everyone will react in surprise. Right. And it's one of those things that when you're younger, it sucks because you don't want people to think you look like you're 12 when you're 15. But it really does end up benefiting you as you get a little bit older. Because Where does that flip? Right. And it, it has to. And, I, dude, I think it does. Like, if you ever notice this about Hollywood actors, like, one day they're just, like, 100. Yeah. <laughs> like they're, they're young forever. Like 30 to 65 is exactly the same. And then one right. day they're Charlton Heston and they're getting wheeled out. Or that wasn't Charlton Heston. That was Kirk Douglas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Getting wheeled out to the stage. You're 105 years old. You know what I mean? Oh, gross. So, I don't know. I don't know if it flips. I hope it doesn't. Well, I guess my point is, when do you think it flips from you being young and being annoyed that you're not older Oh, oh, to being older and being annoyed that you're not younger at what age for men probably 21 dude you think i don't i don't actually know but like i i'm just trying to think of like if you're 20 eh, i guess if you're 25 and people think you're 21 that could be annoying especially if you're trying if you you want people to take you seriously at the workplace or whatever Mm -hmm. i guess maybe it flips in the late 20s late 20s i think for me i think i think 27 is the age where you still think, okay, well, I'm still young, but I don't really wish that I were older. Right, 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 right. Whereas when you are 30, 31, I, I, I'm starting to think like, hmm, I should have done a little more. I should have done a little more in my late 20s. I wish I were two years younger right now. Right, 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 right. I feel you on that. But I feel okay. Honestly, I feel, I feel good. You are you are like an old soul to me. Mm. Like you look young, but you um you have like a dad like quality. Oh, interesting. Like you're good at cooking all sorts of meats in mm-hmm. sp- in in complicated fashions. Uh, you That's have true. Your, you love golfing. Love golf. Um, you seem like if you happen to you know have an unexpected child, you'd be able to handle it. Oh my God. <laughs> that is <clears throat> that's probably becoming my number one fear really yeah an unintended child that is a pretty fucked up fear especially if you make it to 31 never having fucked that up just like accidentally having a kid i i agree right like at this point in my life even if i did have a bastard uh nobody <laughs> oh nobody would be like oh he's so irresponsible right because if you have a bastard at 31 People will say, yeah, okay, he didn't mean it, but he's, he's going to be able to take care of the bastard. Oh, my God, dude. The bastard. <laughs> it just has such a, like, negative ring to it. The bastard. Right? Well, Game it's of Thrones, it's Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Snow. And what's his name? The other guy. The, like, scary-looking guy. Ramsey. 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 Uh, That's it. Yeah, Ramsey Bolton. Was he a sand? Bolton. Bolton. Well, he became a Bolton. Right. Yeah. Um, so, okay, we, we, we got a lot. This is great. I love it. Well, I'm so glad that you two have reunited, and um, yeah. I wish you the best. Um, we, well, dude, we've real, been hanging out. Sorry, What's right. that? I was going to say real quick, I wanted to give a shout-out to uh, some of the people who, who wrote us from the different countries they were listening to. 
um, just to mm. name a few. And I'm sorry if I'm missing anybody, but we got shout outs from Luxembourg, Portugal, Greece, New Zealand, Denmark, Malta, Panama. Holy shit. Uh, and the border of Minnesota into wow. Canada, where these people say that to have a little fun, they cross the border illegally into Canada and go grocery shopping there. Right now? <laughs> yeah, which I thought was pretty scandalous. How, how are they doing that? And I essentially wonder. scandalous. The border is not patrolled, apparently, where they are in Minnesota. And they, you know, it's a 10-minute drive or whatever to the grocery store in Canada. Fun. Savage. It's fun, though, you know? That is fun. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so thank you guys for writing in. If you yeah, have, uh, super you know, keep cool. Keep us posted. Super cool. It, we'd like to come visit all of your countries and yes. perform um, a live show of the podcast or something for you. Totally. Uh, but you'll have to tell friends because I suspect that our, our listener in Panama uh, does not have too many like-minded Panamanians. <laughs> Panamanian oops fans. Hard to say, dude. Hard to say. It is. It is. Um, <clears throat> boy, wow, lots to lots to discuss. This is great. Uh, uh, I, let me ask you this. Um, I was thinking about this the other day. Have you ever hated the parents of someone that you were dating? Wow, that is a very good question. Let me quickly think about it. Um, the answer is no. Mm. I've liked all the parents of the people that I've dated. Have, they, have there ever been any parents that made you feel uncomfortable where you thought, okay, I have, to, I have to sort of present myself. I have to watch myself. I can't be exactly who I want to be. I mean, definitely, always. But I also had a situation where one parent would continuously walk in on us during intimate moments. And I would then have to like talk to him about it. We would have to have like a conversation about oh it. Oh my God. And it was really brutal. How um, old were you? I was like, she, we were young. We were both pretty young. Um, okay. But she I was think younger. that makes a little more sense. And she lived at home and she was very cavalier about it. She'd be like, oh, whatever. He's not, like, no one's here. And then he would literally walk in the room and be like, mm -hmm. oh God, and close the door. <laughs> Do you ever, did he ever see you uh, exposed? One time I broke the rules and I slept over and I wasn't supposed to. And we both fell asleep with the lights on and I woke up to getting screamed at. And then I woke up and like, nobody was there. I was like, Oh, I must've dreamt that. I left and walked home thinking I'd got away with it. Get a text from her in the morning being like, Hey, uh, that wasn't a dream. And then her dad called me and I had to go over the house and her parents who were divorced got back together for this moment and like ripped me apart. And like, I, they like made me cry and shit. And then, like, when they saw me, like, upset, they realized that I wasn't, like, a terrible human being, and they forgave me. Okay, but hold on a second. You just told us so many, in classic Julio fashion, <laughs> you handed us a sandwich that had about 14 ingredients, and you were like, eh, here's a sandwich. It's like, no, Julio, that wasn't a sandwich. That was a, uh, a roadmap to the world, and we need to just dive in for one second here. <laughs> Um, you, why did you, you, you dreamt that you were getting screamed at and then just fell back asleep? No, no. We then woke up and the lights were on and I was naked and we must've like been drinking a little bit. Um, and because I must've been like out cold to have passed out with the lights on butt naked to begin with. And her mother was screaming at me and I wasn't, I know the rule was at the time I wasn't like supposed to sleep over. Mm -hmm. All right, well, again, we were like pretty young. Um, and um, and then, yeah, so that happened. And then, you know, I ended up being able to repair the relationship, but it was really fucking stressful, dude. Yeah, I believe that. Um, I just think it's crazy that you, cause like if, so, if someone woke up, if I woke up and someone was, a parent was screaming at me, I'm not going to be like, boy, this is real. Oh, I'm tired. <laughs> she must have slammed the door and walked out and i woke up and was like what the i, I was i had a, i was like sweating okay okay and then I, I was like did that like what the fuck and then i left and i didn't think it was late it was like three, you know four in the morning or five in the morning or something right right um but this is funny this girl this girl's uh mom she used to smoke pot and it was so funny like she'd be like you want to smoke pot honey and she did this little wink thing she'd be like 
you want to smoke pot, honey? Like she wasn't winking on purpose. And I'd be like, sure. And then we'd smoke and I would get really high. And then she would start showing me videos. Like, you know, the way your friends will show you videos when you're high, like on YouTube. She yeah. would show me these like videos that like she liked, you know, she's like, honey, look at Audrey Hepburn, like with her pet deer in the store. Isn't that crazy? And then, then she'd be like, you're really high, Julia. I'd be like, you got me really high. <laughs> I smoked because you wanted to. Like, I'm trying to, like, make you like me. <laughs> and she'd be like, oh, look at this one, honey. It's called Ball Sack. And I was like, I swear to God, that was the name of the weed. I was like, this is insane, dude. Oh, my God. That's tremendous. <laughs> well. What about you, uh, though, dude? You know, I had, a, I, had a, I, had a, I had a very serious girlfriend for a long, long time. And her parents were, well, especially her dad, was... He was just very opinionated. He had a very strong vision for like how he wanted the people around him to turn out. Mm. Uh, and that included me. And one time we, I mean, they, I, I was, you know, head over heels for this girl. We dated for like a long, long time, mm -hmm. years and years and years. And uh, we went out to ski at Aspen one winter her family had a house on the mountain, pretty sweet. Yeah. And then one night we went, we had to like cross country ski to a restaurant. That was how you got there. There were two ways. You could either oh, wow. take like a horse drawn carriage sleigh <laughs> or you could cross country ski. So we cross country skied and we got there and we're sitting down, we're having dinner. And um, at that time, that was the winter of my senior year of, college and i had just done a two-week internship in los angeles in the entertainment industry i had applied for a grant to do this and i'd gotten the grant so i'd gone out there and i'd gotten a sense of like what hollywood was like mm -hmm. and i was really kind of starting to flirt with the idea of trying to become an actor or a comedian and move to la and and, and figure it out and just give it a shot and i they asked me the dad asked me what I wanted to do and I was like well this is kind of what I'm thinking right now I just had this great professional experience insight into the industry I'd like to, to try it and he goes oh okay so you're gonna do the California equivalent of being a ski bum for a couple years until you really figure it out oh my god savage and you know that was like my that was like my plan like I had I had goals to do this and he was basically like you're going to be a burger flipper who doesn't give a shit and skis, mm -hmm. but in California for a couple of years. Right. And it was so bad. I took it so poorly that I had to get up from the table and go to the bathroom. And when I came back, all the women at the table were crying. <laughs> oh my God. What? Why? So like my girlfriend was crying because her dad had been, said been such an asshole uh the mom was crying because my girlfriend was so upset and then her sister was crying because like everyone was upset and and the ultimate irony was that when i sat back down the dad didn't like apologize he was just like i'm really surprised you took it that way i didn't mean it that way like i didn't mean to say what, what did i say oh god so Fuck he was that. just he was a very kind of um Honestly, he was probably the biggest narcissist I've ever met. Uh, and, and just sort of, he was very successful, very revered in his field, um, had a family of only women. And not, that, not saying there's anything wrong with that, but I will say that there certainly was not a male in the family to ever check him. Challenge him. Right? Um, and I think that makes a difference. I do. I think like, you know, if you're a dad, and you can just coast by on like past accomplishments and, and totally constantly be like, well, when I was in high school, I, I ran the 40 yard dash in 4.6 seconds instead of having a son be like, well, yeah, dad, I just fucking ran it in four five, you know? Right, right. Um, There's something dad. very frustrating about a dad who's successful thinking that his route to success is the only route to success. Agreed. It's Agreed. fucking annoying. Shut the and, fuck up. You and know? you know, I've told you that I went to law school for like four days, right? So his opinion was the most, uh, the by far the loudest force in that decision. In going or leaving? In me going. Right, right. 
And I waffled on that, by the way, for months. And I went to see them out in where they lived for a couple weeks right before I had to like make my decision about whether I would enroll. And my parents had been like, you know, whatever you want, like we're, we're behind you either way. And they were like, you should go, you should go. We think right. you should go. It's the right decision. And I wanted to please them so much that ultimately, like, I remember telling them at dinner one night, like, I've decided to go to law school. They like raised a toast. It was a big celebration. And then I went. And while I was there, I, I had this like visceral reaction, uh, as your girlfriend might say, I almost broke out in hives. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just couldn't, I knew it was wrong. And the thing that prevented me from pulling the ripcord the most was that I was so terrified of telling my girlfriend's parents, like, I've withdrawn from law school. Wow. And it's crazy to think that a, par a set of parents outside of my own wow. had a far bigger influence on my biggest life decision to that point. Um, and, and I almost let them kind of dictate my life. Right. And I mean, that's a testament, A, to like how serious you were with this girl. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they had in-law status, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean? well, we, we were living together. I mean you know, it was, it was very serious, but we didn't even end up together. And, and to think that like at 23 or 24, I was ready to kind of throw all of my own independence in my decision-making into their hands in a way uh, is crazy because I just wasn't equipped really to make the decisions of that caliber on my own. Totally, dude. And I, it's funny. I, anytime anyone says some shit like that to me, any sort of like performer, quote unquote artist, you know, I use that term loosely, um, has that moment where, you know, your peers are doubting you and there's different levels of doubt. Like people, you know, people are talking behind your back, like, oh, Julio's a comedian now. It's really easy to be like the funny guy in your group of friends. It's really hard to be like, I'm the funny guy. Like mm -hmm. when you decide you're the funny guy and it's no longer up to them, it becomes, it totally changes. People right. no longer are like, people don't want to see you win a lot of the right. time. I felt and the days like people have said shit like that to me too. Like what they said to you about the burger thing, like, Oh, it's just like your ski bum, whatever. Um, and I don't listen to that unless I'm having a really shitty day with my yeah. career. And then those things like haunt you dude. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. they still do like some days I wake up. I'm like, what am I going to be doing in 10 years? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But that, that's why, you know, the wins that you have, if you stick it out long enough, uh, are that much more validating, I think, because you're not just you're not just winning for yourself. You're winning in the face of of what others doubted about you. Um, totally. And I think that, like for example, when your friend group who went go when they switch from saying something like, "Oh yeah, I've got a buddy who's like kind of dabbling in comedy," right? To my friend did this 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 you know has is she gonna shoot a netflix thing like open for pete davidson like the the respect you can hear it change in their voice right and uh and that's that's a big moment you know it's because a big like moment totally I but it also makes you mad at people it makes you like fuck you like you didn't support me before and now all of a sudden you think i'm cool and now you want to be friends or whatever yeah like i don't know totally but julio the flip side is if you look at your friends who took a more traditional path yeah. Can you define checkpoints that they've hit? It's, it's hard for me to, because I don't fully understand, but right. I, you know, promotions and growth Dude, in their career. My, my point is I have a very vague sense that my friends who got cushy, polished, glitzy, glamorous jobs right out of college I have a very vague sense that they're making more money now than they were 10 years ago. Definitely. But yeah. at no point along the way have I bragged and been like, yeah, my friends are dabbling in that finance thing <laughs> to going being like, yeah, my friend started his own hedge fund and he sold, you know, Skype to, to sell in, sell, he's, you know, whatever he right. bought Bitcoin at X and he's this guy. <laughs> like they just, I, I don't, I, I haven't been able to say that. So I think that's kind of the flip side, you know? No, totally. I mean, you know, you take the big risk and if it works out, you know, you, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> and if it does, to be honest, dude, I, I'm sort of believe that 
the idea of kind of like making it is sort of an illusion because I feel like people quit. Yeah. And they don't, they don't even realize they're quitting. They kind of like soft quit until enough time goes by that like nobody's like shaming them for quitting and like people just stop. And like, I really think that if you just keep trying, you're eventually going to achieve some level of success doing the thing you want to do. You know what I mean? Like it's an, almost impossible not to. Have you seen anyone though who has been at this 15 20 years where you just know beyond a shadow of a doubt that they are not going to succeed? Maybe, but I would say a lot of the times those people are like socially inept and like sure. are have like some we are like weird people in a but they, bad way. Or or they yeah, right. <laughs> or they also find little roles for themselves. Totally. Like maybe they become a tremendous, and I don't mean to to drag this position, but a great host, right? Totally. Dude, and that's totally. all they'll ever be. And that's, and that in my mind is making it like, Fair in my, dude, I think in entertainment, like in what we do, like being a performer or whatever, I think making it is being able to just like, that's your actual job. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So many comedians that we know and great comedians have other jobs. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that's kind of, that's kind of like, discouraging and like sucks yeah. you know what i mean like you know and I, I did it for years too but like i think that if you can live and support your like you know live your comfortable life you want to live to some degree in my mind that is making it big i agree i totally agree with that if your only w2 is comedy totally then you or some related thing um yeah. agreed i want to shift gears for one second um i have been getting one or two emails a week from some enterprising website purchaser who is buying up different versions of my name as a domain space. Really? And then offering to sell them to me. What the fuck? Squatters. You with me? Did yeah, I lose you there for a second? Just for a second. But, but these are like cyber squatters. So I, I got an email today that said, dear Mr. Ellis, the domain name Francis L E L L dot com is available for purchase. Please make an offer that we will consider. Sincerely yours. I got one last week that was Francis L E L L I, no S. Now, meanwhile, I own Francis Ellis dot com. I have my full name. Do your fucking research. <laughs> Why would I want five sevenths of my domain name? Why would I ever pay for like 78% of what I've already got? Hilarious, dude. Like I could see you doing that if it was like Francis Ellis comedian.com and you just wanted Francis Ellis. But of like, course. You have the best version. I have it. And I get, I'm getting these emails and I don't even know what to, it seems like a real person, like some guy who just thinks he's like, you know, fucking gold mining these variations of people's names. But <laughs> I don't know. I think it's pretty funny. So I wanted that to share that. Hysterical, dude. What the <laughs> fuck? What a dummy. Yeah. Um, what about the pools, dude? Oh, yeah. So you mentioned um, your ex-girlfriend's mom showing you viral videos that made me oh. want to bring this up. There are a series of videos on YouTube. Um, what is the, what's the guy's name? It's funny though, because it's one guy. It's like, his name's like Tfu or something. Uh, I don't know. Is he like, where's he doing that? Nepal or something? The, the jungle. Mr. Tfu. Mr. Tfu. T-F-U-E. So, yeah. Now, not to be confused with T Fu, who looks like a uh, some kind of YouTube personality or gamer or something. Who's T Fu? Well, I'm look. I looked up T Fu, uh, and it's yeah, uh, okay. Yeah. So we're looking up Mr. T Fu, Mr. Dot T F U E. This dude is in some very primitive part of the world, and he creates these like underground houses with pools um all by chopping out chunks of the earth right yeah yeah now it's one of the most incredible things i've ever seen right uh i've watched a few of these he, it's so elaborate the stuff that he's creating I know. but i have so many questions 
There are holes, it seems, too. Yeah, but let's hear it. I have so many questions. The first thing is, he's creating these labyrinthine uh, mansions, these beautiful, like, oases, using a stick with a, that he's just jabbing into the ground, right? <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, he has like seven or eight extremely high quality cameras set up to film himself. <laughs> Spend some money at Home Depot, bro. <laughs> Get yourself better tools. Maybe, maybe pass on the lav microphone and the high-end editor and get yourself a buzz saw like that, that's my first thought right and another guy <laughs> yeah 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 there is one video he does with another guy where it's oh, like okay. they have a slide it was pretty cool oh, that's sick um but the second thing is you know he's excavating so much dirt and he talks about how it takes like 60 days to make this so a lot of these i mean it's the most inefficient way you know he filled that pool in the video i sent you with with single one-man trips filling up what looks like a two-gallon clay pot of water and just walking to the like hippo pool coming back to his house and dumping it what happens to these houses after he's done making these videos? Do people buy them? I don't know. The first one you sent me, he was building for quote unquote millionaire. That's what the title says, right? Yeah, but this other one you sent me, it was very unclear. And it seemed sort of impractical. Like who wants a sick little like four by four pool in the middle of the forest? Yeah. That <laughs> you have to like hike to. I don't know. I mean it's cool, but yeah, he also he also like paints the walls. Right. I, he, never, he makes the paint, right? Yeah, he makes it out of dirt and plants and shit. Have yeah. you ever, like, I, I loved digging holes when I was a kid. Interesting. But I, interesting. That <laughs> is, like, I did not care about digging holes. I gotta when be, I went to the beach, I would dig tunnels. I would, I would always cool. dig tunnels. When Are you it's, good in the tunnels? No, not, not human tunnels. Okay. No, I wasn't, like, <laughs> I wasn't, like, trying to pass the border, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't in the cartel. Um, no, but uh, if it snowed really heavily, I would, I would, those, I would make tunnels in the snow banks that I could crawl through. Oh, sick. That's snow cool. forts, yeah. Very cool. Um, so my question is, though, like if you've ever dug tunnels or dug holes, every time I've ever dug them, they ultimately collapse in on themselves. Mm-hmm. I never seem to have the proper uh, earth that will hold up to creating tunnels and things. Right. But this guy, it's as if he's carving into the most perfect surface ever for this stuff. Right. Um, so I don't know. I don't really have, I guess he's just lucky in that regard. Like he wouldn't be able to do this, you know, in the outer banks or something. <laughs> well, dude, I'm wondering how does he get that caught? Co- like there'll be these support columns that he carves out, but like, they're so angular and smooth, and they don't show that part. I agree. I, I suspect he has a ruler somewhere. <laughs> right. I think, he's, I think he's doping as he built, you know, <laughs> he's got tool doping going on. Right. They don't show, like, the most complicated steps. Yeah. If you're, if you're listening to this, take a break, take a minute at some point, and go check out Mr. Tafu. I mean, his top video has 126 million views. Um, so he sounds like he's kind of a big swinging dick, but it's fun. It's fun to watch. Um, and you'll also have no fucking clue what we're talking about unless you see one of these videos. Yeah. Yeah. You got to check it out. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah. um, dude, I got, I, I, sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Were you going to, were you still talking about Mr. Tafu? No, I don't want to talk about Mr. Tafu anymore. Okay. I was going to move on and say, dude, have you heard about this scandal with Luckin coffee? No. Okay. So there's this like Chinese equivalent of Starbucks I had like the classic like stock tip from a friend who like works in private wealth. He's like, yo, dude, luck and coffee. It's like the Starbucks you should invest in. So I did. And then bro, like there, like a full Enron scandal is happening. (laughs) I'm losing all of my money. I have lost all of my money that I invested in luck and coffee. It's gone. (laughs) It sucks. Oh no. Is there any chance of it coming back? Like pretty much. No. Like he even said to me, he's like, dude, he's like, you might want to like, dump dump it like it's probably gonna go to zero and i'm yeah. like dude i've already lost 98 percent of the money so 
<laughs> I'm just going to ride her into the ground, man. Ride it, ride it down. You oh, know what the problem is, Julio, about the dude who uh, advised you about this? <laughs> what? So he's got probably like 70 different stocks that he's done this with or is currently doing this with, right? Right. So he offers you this tip. And if it, this thing goes bust for him, it's 170th of the irons in his fire, right? right? But you and I hear this tip and we think that all of a sudden we're being handed insider trading information <laughs> and we're ready to roll up our sleeves and commit financial crimes for the sake <laughs> of making a quick buck uh, and we put all of our money into that one thing and it goes bust <laughs> well, and then we lose either. all faith in ever investing again totally i mean fortunately i that i did not invest all my money but it was a larger amount of money than i normally would have invested in a company that i knew nothing about so I learned my lesson. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean, but dude, a hundred percent like yeah. he, and he even was like, I think he had maybe advised people to get rid of it before it blew up and like forgot to tell me. And like, obviously I didn't get the memo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he never yeah. said that heads up. This is about to go the other way. He goes, Oh, okay. you still own that. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a shitty investor too. It always seems to go the wrong way for me. Whatever. Um, but anyway, listen, that's our that's our Memorial Day edition of uh, Oops the Podcast. Anything last you, you wanted to, to put forth, G? Um, yeah, just thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us and listening. And, uh, you know, I know all your states and cities are probably likely kind of slowly creeping back to normalcy. So I look forward to that for all of you. And uh, good luck out there. Absolutely. Hey, listen, if you could do us also a favor, we love you so much for listening, but, but go ahead and rate us on iTunes. Um, leave a review. That stuff really helps us grow, um, which is what we're trying to do. But we're having a great time uh, with all of you right now. Uh, I'm Francis Ellis. He's Julio Gallarotti. Uh, follow Oops the Podcast uh, on Instagram at Oops the Podcast. Send us your quarantine stories, maybe stories of hating uh, a girlfriend or boyfriend's parents um, to nice. Oops the Podcast at gmail.com. And we will see you in a couple of days. Thanks. And also, real quick, I, uh, I'm in a TV show that's coming out called Big Dogs. Whoa! <laughs> I'm I'm like not really in it much, and I'm pretty sure that in the third or fourth episode, I get I get murdered, um, unless they cut that out for some reason, which I don't think they did. It was pretty integral to the plot, so wow. it's gonna be on Amazon Prime streaming, and uh, yeah, it'll be fun to see me get, get hell yeah on camera. All right, we're gonna tune in. This is fucking exciting. I love it. Um, congrats to Julio. Happy birthday again, my friend. Thank you. And uh, we'll we'll see you guys soon. All right. Adios.